Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and uh, what a joy it is to preach the good news to you. May God bless your ears and heart that you have the hope and peace that we have in Jesus Christ, and that the Lord changes your view of the world, that you see things as He does with the love of His Son, Jesus. If you want to support His mission here at St. James through Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org and donate. Thank you for listening. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. In the name of Jesus, amen. In the uh, fantastic movie about a uh, fantastic hero, Chris Kyle, the movie is American Sniper. Anybody seen that? Very good. Uh, Starts out the scene, if you remember, where his dad uh, speaking to uh, his kids, and I think someone might have got beaten up or was supposed to supposed to stand up to a bully or something like that, and uh, so his dad with his kids needs to teach him a lesson. He basically says this: uh, There's three kinds of people in the world, kids. There's sheep aren't really aware of evil or pretend that it doesn't exist, kind of go about their their daily lives. And then there are wolves, people that are intent on doing wrong and hurting people and doing evil. And then he said, then there are sheep dogs who not only know that there's evil, but have the will to do something about it, to stand up for what is right, to protect people, to protect the sheep and the weak, to love the neighbor. And of course, his goal with that speech is to make sure they understand that they should be the sheep dog in life. Stand up for what is right, not let bad things go. Help out the weak and the needy. Be good, be actively good in the world. We're called to be sheep dog in that way. I think of that in the sense of a parent. It's a sheep dog. You don't just have kids living with you, you are there to take care of them, to corral them, to nourish to stand up for them, to protect them, to own what God has given you and the culture that you create at home. Now let the world just take it on. But as human beings are called to be sheepdog, you don't just walk by someone who's hurt, you do something. You don't just walk on by someone that needs, you do something about that. You say something when something is wrong. You speak up when injustice is happening. You don't just walk on by. You don't just pretend that everything is okay. You do something about it. Be a sheepdog. I encourage all of you to do that. I see our school, St. James, of creating, hopefully, sheepdogs that this world needs. That to get out there. Don't just cower. That pursue the good of others. To stand up for what is right, etc. Got a prime sheepdog right here, Cody. Came out of St. James. <laughs> How are you doing as a sheepdog, Parents. Students, men and women, leaders in the community. Not well all the time. Uh, We need a sheepdog in this world today, I think, more than ever. I know as a parent, I like to say that I'm the great sheepdog, but I definitely have failed my kids, not been that great protector or not been that great parent. A lot of pressure as a parent. Or general in life. Have you stood up for what's right all the time? Have you walked by someone who's hurting and didn't say anything, just pretending it wasn't happening? 
Have you listened to a talk that doesn't make any sense, it's illogical and wrong or whatever, and just laughed or just pretended you didn't hear it and didn't say anything? It doesn't mean you got to jump into a fight all the time. But you just live a life cowering, just pretending that nothing's happening all around you. We're called to be sheepdog, not annoying, not jumping in fights all the time. When we see wrong, doing something about that for the benefit of our neighbor, right? That's what, that's what it is. Jesus says, love your neighbor. Doesn't mean think good thoughts about him. Do something. Be a sheepdog. But we stink as sheepdogs. And when you think of that categorization, too often we're sheep just pretending like nothing's wrong or I'm just not going to acknowledge what I just saw or heard. Or, quite honestly, we're the wolves. We're the ones, we should know better, but we're the ones causing problems. We're the ones bullying. We're the ones doing wrong and hurting others with our words and our deeds. Well, fellow sheep and wolves, fellow sheep dogs that fail at your job more than you succeed, Jesus tells us that he's not simply a sheep dog, he is the shepherd. And not just any shepherd, he is the one that uh, David talks about in Psalm 23, the Lord, which in David's words, Lord means God is my shepherd. And Jesus comes on the scene, and what does he say? I am that shepherd. I am the good shepherd to take care of the sheep. And how do we know him as the good shepherd? And what's the primary act that makes him the good shepherd? What does he say? You can read it, verse 11 of chapter 10 of John. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd does this. How are you going to know him? Lays down his life for the sheep. Doesn't just talk. Doesn't go about his way. Doesn't just give you a bunch of rules and lists and great advice. Write a book. Read it. New York Times bestseller. How to straighten up your life in seven steps. Jesus does. He lays down his life for you, for me, for poor sheepdogs, for sheep, and I would say for wolves even. Praise God. He is the good shepherd. He's your shepherd. I love what Christ says here. He who is hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches them and scatters them. Friends, there are tons of shepherds out there claiming your allegiance. Some of them are fine people, but we can also actually make them into bigger than what they are. Whether it's a presidential candidate, whether it's you know, a politician or a teacher or a business or whatever it is you're pursuing that's your shepherd, they're fine, but we can make them into like the ultimate thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if you follow that person, then everything's going to be good. I, I see this politically. It's like if that person doesn't get elected, then everything's lost. Or if that person does, everything's awful. My life is ruined, etc. We can make human beings into the good shepherd. Or maybe it's your career is your shepherd. In other words, if you didn't follow this or did this, your life would be ruined. If you didn't get that job, life would be meaningless. Or even our health. Who is your shepherd, really, besides Jesus? Who's calling the shots 
in your life? Who, whose words, whose actions, or what dreams are you following that if they don't succeed, everything's lost, joy is gone? Got a lot of competition out there. In a fantastic uh, commencement speech, David Foster Wallace, fantastic author, um, highly encourage you to read him, and a semi-pro tennis player, and uh, he did this, I think, for Harvard, and uh, the speech was called, This is Water, <laughs> brilliant, the whole thing, but he gets to one point where he basically says, all other gods will eat you alive, and I could input, all other shepherds will eat you alive if it's not Jesus. He didn't say Jesus in his speech, but that's the idea. In other words, if career is your ultimate shepherd and you're following that and that's your life, etc., eventually it's, it ain't going to be there. It's not going to work. It's only going to keep on demanding from you. Does that make sense? You're going to keep on moving that goalpost a little further away, that shepherd. Or if politics is your ultimate shepherd and everything that makes you happy and joyful is who gets elected, who's not, you are not going to be happy. And they will let you down. The good guy and the bad. And even I would say, even in Christianity, we can make Jesus into a shepherd that he is not. If your Christianity is led by a shepherd whose number one job is giving you rules of life, good advice, and even good morality, and that's it. That's what Christianity and God and Jesus is all about, is don't do this and do this, which are fine, but that's it. Well, that's not the good shepherd. If following rules and being good and being perfect is what you are following and what gives you life, you all will be let down by that too, won't you? Because you're going to screw up and you're going to mess up and you're going to do things that you never thought you would do. Everyone does not get out of this world without doing something they never thought they would have done. That's why we don't judge other people. They probably never thought they would do that either. Four or five years earlier, ask them, would you have done something like that? They probably would have said, no way. That's us. How do we know the good shepherd? He's the only one of all those voices and those people that want to lead you who lays down his life for sheep, for wolves, for sinners, and gives green pasture, and gives forgiveness, and gives eternal life. It's not a reward. It's not something you have to earn. It's absolutely and freely given. And Jesus is the only shepherd in the history of shepherds and the pantheon of religions who does that. And that's how you know that is the good shepherd. Jesus goes on here, right, and he keeps on saying this. The good shepherd lays down his life for sheep. Later on, he says, I'm the good shepherd. Then he says, I know my own and my own know me. I love that because he knows you. And he knows what you've done. 
He knows exactly who you are, and he knows exactly what's in your head. He knows exactly what you're planning on doing and your struggles, etc., and yet still loves and forgives. And Jesus goes on, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down. He keeps on saying this. I lay down my life for the sheep. This is what makes me the good shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I might pick it up again. Verse 18, no one takes it from me. Which is really important. We think of Jesus. He is not weak. Jesus is not weak. You should never have a picture of Jesus with skinny little arms. It's my theory of mine. First of all, he was a person that lived back then where you had to work and move and do things. You couldn't get lazy like us. He's strong. His mercy is that he chooses to lay down his life for you. He didn't have to. He was not forced to. No one took his life. He, out of his own willpower and out of his love for you, allowed himself to die, allowed himself to be weak and not to fight back or to have vengeance, but because he came to die for you, he laid it down, doggone it. You didn't make him do it. He did it out of his own will for you. And three days later, he picked it up again. He's risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. He is the good shepherd, and he is your good shepherd. And you can count on him. Because also, unlike any other shepherds out there trying to get your attention, trying to steal your worship. This one doesn't just talk, but does. The same Jesus who tells those disciples he's the good shepherd, as he's looking at these ding-dongs who are going to all betray him, leave him, deny him. <laughs> he didn't just speak. It's not just poetry. He goes to the cross as they left him. He goes up the hill as he said he would. And he lays it down as he promises. You can count on Christ. When he says something's going to happen, it will happen. And he laid it down. And just as he said three days later, he rose again. So if he says, you are forgiven, you're forgiven. If he says, I'm going to raise you up in the last day, you're going to be raised up in the last day. If he says, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. Because the good shepherd ultimately is in charge of this universe and your life for you. And he will provide, and he will take care of you, and he will not let you down as he has not. And he knows your name. In Jesus' name, amen.